2 Timothy chapter number 1. And that's where we're going to start off tonight. And I kind of summarized what we were up to, or at least what we had been studying uh, last week on this of discovering your destiny. We said how it's important for us to understand that there is a destiny that God wants us and a purpose for which He created us, a destiny for which He wants us to reach, which we can, we can find out. And uh, so many times people think, well, I don't know if I, I can know for sure what God wants me to do with my life. And what we've learned in this series is you can know, and you can know exactly for sure uh, what God wants for your life. You can discover this that we that we know is God's destiny for our life. So, 2 Timothy chapter number 1, and we're going to look at one verse this evening, verse number 9, and then jump right into the notes and right into the lesson this evening, all right? 2 Timothy chapter number 1, in verse number 9, it says, "...who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace." which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So Paul is telling Timothy in this passage, he's writing to Timothy. Timothy's about to take Paul's place uh, as the next pastor of uh, the church there. And, and Paul's just trying to encourage Timothy. He wants him to know, Timothy, you can do this. Timothy, uh, there's, a, there's a plan here that God wants for your life. And and he says in this verse, even before the world began, there was already a calling that God had for you, according to his own purpose and according to his own grace. And if I can share something with you this evening, it would be to say that, young people, God has a purpose for you that was there way before you ever came to Bethany Baptist Church. It was there way before uh, you were born into the family that you were born in. God had a plan already before you were even a thought. All right. God had a purpose. And it's important for us to, to understand this evening that each and every one of us have this calling. Each and every one of us do. And so as we jump into this lesson, why don't we ask first, though, God to just give us some wisdom and give us His Holy Spirit as we study His Word, and then we'll jump right into the lesson this evening. Let's pray. Father, thank You so much for your word and thank you for the fact that we have a purpose that you have created us with a purpose and i pray that this evening as we think about the purpose for which we were created as we think about uh, father how good you have been to us and uh, in allowing us to be in this place allowing us to know you to know and have your word oh father what a blessing it is there's really no better time to be alive father than now uh, in a time in which we can uh, have your word on our phones or in a book and take it with us anywhere we go, uh, the freedom that we have to be in our nation. Father, just truly, we've, we've been blessed. We've been given so much as young people. And I pray that we would not miss uh, your purpose in our life, that we would reach the destiny for which you have created us. Help us now as we study this last lesson to be something that would be challenging and yet edifying in our life. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. One of the things that we get asked a lot as you're, as you're going through your teen years is, as I've said before, what are you going to do with your life? 
And part of the questions that you might receive, maybe either from me, from pastor, from your parents, might be, do you feel like God is calling you into full-time ministry? I know sometimes we, we battle with that. How do I know if God's calling me to be a pastor? How do I know if God wants me to be a missionary? Uh, sometimes we have this idea in our mind that uh, serving God means I have to be a pastor or a missionary or a camp director or something that's full-time ministry. And we kind of boil everything down to that. But you know that the Bible doesn't say that to serve God, you've got to be in full-time ministry. In fact, the majority of people that serve God will not be serving in a full-time capacity. They're, they're not going to be serving as full-time uh, ministry leaders, whether it be pastors or missionaries or something like that. Most people uh, will be serving God in a different vocation. In other words, in a different job, in a different career. Serving God has nothing to do really with your career as much as it has to do with your heart. So how do you know tonight? How do I know tonight if God is, is calling me into ministry or what he's calling me into? How do I know what, what the future holds for me? Well, a couple of principles and a couple of thoughts on that tonight and then we'll be done. All right, number one, there in your notes, first things first. You need to keep the priority in your life of God. God needs to be the number one thing in your life. Now, I don't know if at the beginning, I think on the top of your notes, it gives you like 10 different verses on this subject. Uh, it should uh, show you different verses like of uh, 2 Timothy 1.9 that we just read, 1 Peter 1.15, 1 Peter 2.9, 1 Peter 2.21, Romans chapter number one, Romans 8.28, Romans 8.30, 1 Corinthians 1.9. You can see all of those verses at the top of your notes, and we don't have time to go through each and every one of them tonight, but you'll see that in those verses, God is calling you and me to maintain the priority of God in our life. Jesus said it this way. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus was telling his disciples, listen, when you're in the world, there's a lot of things that can occupy your mind. There's a lot of things that are important in life, and we've talked a, a, about a lot of them in this series. It's important who you're going to marry and who you're going to date. Uh, it's important what you're going to do with your life, but of all of the important decisions that you'll be facing, the most important that you'll face is what priority am I giving God in my life? What priority am I giving God? And so uh, whether you realize it or not this evening, you are called by God. Everyone, if you are saved tonight, if you've asked Jesus to be your savior, then you have a calling. God has called you. Right? You don't have to be. He may not be calling you as a pastor or missionary, but he is calling you. And these verses prove it. Uh, every verse there talks about the calling of God. And if you're saved, Everyone that is saved has the calling of God in their life. So I want you to know, first of all, there in your notes, you are called to live for God. You'll notice in those verses that uh, in each calling, the calling is to live for God. It's not to live for yourself. It's not to uh, think about what it is that uh, you want to decide to do for yourself. But rather, uh, the idea is, uh, there's a calling for you and me to live for God. 
Now, as I said earlier, you can do that in any vocation. In fact, there are your notes I want you to notice that you are called to serve God regardless of your vocation. And you can hit the thing, it's, it's going off again. Um, regardless of your vocation, you're called to serve God no matter what. So let me, let me just say this. Uh, maybe, maybe you graduate high school and you say, man, I, I want to go into the medical field or I, I want to go into uh, um, being a school teacher or a coach or I want to go into uh, math, engineering or something like that. Well, the Bible says as you go into that vocation, as you go into that career, as you begin to study that, don't forget that God's calling in your life is still to serve Him. In fact, there's a great observation that was made. Of all of those verses, you know who they're written to? The majority of those verses that you read there, the top of your notes there, the majority are written to just regular Christians. Not to full-time, not, not to missionaries. It wasn't written to pastors. Most of those verses are just written to church members. That means people in the youth group, teens, graduates, ushers, uh, people that help around the church. The, this is who that was written to. And God is saying, I want you to understand that I have a calling and that calling is for you to live for me, regardless of what you do with your life, regardless of how you make money in life. And by the way, we all need money to live. Okay? We, nobody's just giving clothes away. If you go to TJ Maxx, you have to actually pay for clothes. Right? So that's why we get jobs. That's why we get careers. But regardless of how you make money so that you can live, the purpose of your life ought to be to serve God. And so there's a calling in our life to live for God, to serve God. And let me just say in your notes, full, full surrender to God is our reasonable service. It's our reasonable service. In Romans chapter number 12 and verse number 1, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present yourselves or your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I heard someone uh, give this illustration. They said, you know, if, if someone let you borrow $5, it's only reasonable that you give them back $5, right? Because they let you borrow $5. If someone were to let you borrow $100, it's only reasonable that you give them back $100. If someone were to give you, uh, let you borrow a million dollars, it's only reasonable that you give them a million dollars. But the question is, if someone gives their life for you, would it be reasonable to say, I should live my life for him? That's what Paul is telling the Christians in Rome. He said, I'm telling you, I'm begging you, present your bodies, your life as a living sacrifice to God, because that's a reasonable service. It's not that uh, God's asking you to do something that he would never do for you. In fact, he loved you so much that he gave his life for you. And he's saying, listen, I think it's just reasonable for us as Christians that say that we've accepted the grace of God, that we've received the salvation of God, for now us to just live for him. And so the first thing you got to keep in mind when it comes to this of purpose and this of destiny, the first thing is, okay, do I have my priorities right? Are the first things first in my life? Is God the priority of my life? And by the way, that decision is made right now. Don't wait till you're 25. By then, it's too late. Your priorities have already taken over, and, and you probably have very little control over them. Right now, when you're 13 and 14 and 15, this is a time that you make the decision to say, yes, God's going to be the priority in my life. 
I shared a little bit of that testimony last week of, of at, at your age, as a teenager in the youth group, I had to make that decision of making God the priority in my life. And I've never regretted it since. So make sure that you have first things first. I want you to notice in your notes, secondly, just a second thought, and that is, the question is, God calling you into ministry? And now I'm talking about full-time ministry. Now, we're all called to serve God. And sometimes, let me just say this real quick, sometimes we have this idea. If I'm not a pastor, I don't have to be as faithful to God like the pastor. Like, oh, pastor, he's got to read the Bible every day. He's a pastor. I'm not a pastor. So I guess God doesn't really care if I read the Bible every day or not. I guess God doesn't really care if I pray to him every day or not. Let me tell you, that is a lie of the devil. We're all called to serve 100%. And God doesn't grade us in a way of, well, you know, uh, this guy, he, he serves me full time. I love him more. He does more for me. Uh, this guy, he doesn't. So I don't care if he comes or doesn't come. I don't care if he's faithful or doesn't, isn't faithful. I don't care if he gives or he doesn't give. That's a lie. Listen, God wants everyone. He's called every one of us into his service. Regardless of what we do as a career, he's called every one of us. And so there's not a greater commitment, okay, if I'm full-time, then I, I got to love God more. I got to do more for God. No, no, that's just a vocation that he's allowed you to do. That's just something that he's opened an opportunity for you to do for all of your time. I remember uh, early on when I was um, starting here as a youth pastor, I remember I had a teen come up and tell me, um, so what do you do all day? And I said, well, I work, I work. Uh, I work. And he says, where do you work? Do you work like at, you know, at the store, like at Walmart or something? I said, no, I work here at church. All day? I said, all day, every day. I get to study the Bible. I get to spend time praying. I get to plan the whole year and plan our events and, and plan what we're going to do. I get to uh, use my evenings to, to go and visit people. I get to call people. I get to pray with people. I mean, that's what I do. That's my job. That's something that God has allowed me to do full-time. That's what I do. I mean, I'm in full-time ministry. This is, this is what I do with my life, right? Now, not all of us have that opportunity. Not all of us are, are going to go into that uh, work, but we can all still serve God with our time. And it's important for us to understand all of us are the same in God's eyes. God wants all of us to, to work for him, but there are some that are in here that God's going to want you to give your life to full-time, just like I've given my life to full-time. And so the question is that you need to ask yourself, is God calling me into ministry? Now, I put this in your notes. A ministry call is not always a momentous experience. Sometimes I've been asked, how did you know that you were going to be a pastor? I mean, was there a light, a voice? Did something happen to you? Did you... Did you, um, did you have this like dream and then that's what made you know that you were going to be a pastor? No. A call into ministry doesn't always happen as a momentous occasion. It's not something. Now, for some people, it does. There, there's very, various ways that God calls people into full-time ministry. Um, I can tell you, for instance, my brother John, who is also in full-time ministry, um, when, when he was at, we were at a camp in San Antonio 
and we were in a, in a, in a service, and the, the preacher there was talking about full-time and surrendering in a full-time ministry, and, and I remember at the end of the message, he gave an invitation, how many uh, feel like maybe God is calling you, and, and uh, if you talk to uh, John, the, the camp was pot of gold, and, and he shared this many times as he's preached, and, and he said, it was there at that camp that I knew, I just felt God was, was leading me to surrender my life to full-time ministry, and he said, and I, I raised my hand, and I went up to the altar, and, and that was the occasion. But if you ask me, that's not what happened with me. I, don't, I didn't have a momentous occasion like that. I don't remember a time when uh, uh, there was a, a preaching or something that happened to me. In fact, uh, I've shared this before, but what I really wanted to be throughout all high school, I thought I was going to go into law. I wanted to be a lawyer. That's really what I wanted to be. And, um, and my senior year, God never gave me peace about being a lawyer. I just, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't find any of, of, as I prayed about it, and I said, God, you know, I, I think that's really what I want to be. That's what I want to do with my life. And for some reason, I just never felt comfortable with it. And throughout that year, I, I had joined a, a youth group there in, in Florida, and uh, our, my youth pastor, his name is Joey Ford, and, and as Pastor Ford would just teach throughout that whole year, God began to work in my heart. And I begin to ask myself this question, is God calling me into ministry? Now, I grew up in ministry. My dad is a pastor. By the time that I was born in 1983, my dad is already a pastor, right? So I'm going almost on 37 years. I've grown up in ministry, and I always thought, listen, I've got plenty of ministry in my life. I don't know that I want to go into ministry. <laughs> Other people can do this. Somebody else's turn. Let me do what I want to do. But you know, with those thoughts, young people, I, I, I still never felt comfortable until that senior year. And I kept asking myself and asking myself and asking myself. And just, I remember in the course of that year, in the second semester of that year, I remember God just kind of giving me peace to say, that's what I want you to do. I want you to go to a Bible college and I want you to go into full-time ministry. And I remember I was so nervous to tell my dad. He, my dad always, throughout high school, would always be asking me, what are you thinking about studying? What are you going to think about studying? You? And I always, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer. <laughs> I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to trial. I'm going to do cases, and, and, and I'm going to uh, uh, win cases, and I'm going to make money, and it's going to be great, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy it all. And I remember thinking, how am I going to tell dad that I'm not going to do lawyer no more? I wonder what he's going to think. What is he going to say? And it was just through that course of that year that talking to him, I said, Dad, I, I really think God wants me to go into full-time ministry. And I remember his, uh, my dad said, well, continue praying about that. Continue praying about that. And if you feel that God and God is making it clear to you, then you need to start thinking about a, a college where you can go and study. And I'm telling you, that's the way I felt called into ministry wasn't some voice it wasn't a light it wasn't some big experience that i had it was just god working in my heart so let me just say this in your notes a ministry call is often a process of growth and realization as you follow god many times that's how it is it's just god speaking to you speaking to you speaking to you and you're growing and growing and finally you feel that burden or you just feel like, I couldn't do anything else but do this. Then I want you to notice in your notes, God accepts volunteers into his service. 
And I think it's important for you to realize today, listen, if, if, I, if you've not had a momentous experience, and in this process of growth that you've been having throughout maybe this year, and you're understanding more of what the Bible says and what the Bible teaches, uh, perhaps you're getting to a point in your life where you're saying, maybe I just need to start volunteering. And let me encourage you. Let me encourage you. Right now as teens, whenever there's an activity at church, whenever there's a workday at church, whenever there's an opportunity to serve in a class or do whatever you can, listen, jump on it, okay? Jump on it. I know a lot of teens that, that they wanted to be, like they, they, they want to be teachers in Sunday school, but they're not willing to just clean up the youth room. Listen, if you're not willing to just clean up the youth room and pick up trash when there is, uh, there's trash or pick up chairs and put them away when we need to put them away, listen, God's never going to use you in a classroom. Okay, it starts with, let me just do some small things and get there. Let me just volunteer and do what I can for God right now. And if you start serving God right now, you'll find yourself one day teaching a class or maybe being a youth pastor, maybe even being a pastor, but it starts in the small stuff. And so I want to encourage you, listen, start volunteering even now as teenagers, start volunteering. Now, I, I know uh, one of the, my, my favorite memories of, of, uh, of being the youth pastor here, I, I remember Raul Cantu, and I remember uh, the, the, the first time we came back from the beach We'd gone out, we'd spent the day at the beach, and it had been a whole lot of fun. And uh, usually, whenever we'd come back from the beach, everybody would get off the bus, we'd go and park the bus in the back, I would get a broom, I'd go back into the bus, and I would start sweeping all the sand out, I'd wipe down all the chairs, and I'd make sure that the bus is clean and ready for the next time we used it. And uh, before I had an opportunity to do that, I was saying goodbye, talking to some of the parents as they were coming, picking up some of the teens. And I remember Raul Cantu, he came to me and he said, uh, Pastor, is it all right if I get a broom and I go and clean up that bus? I didn't ask him. I don't remember telling him, hey, this is what I do whenever we get back. I didn't do anything. All it was was that he saw that the bus was dirty. He knew that we had just come back from the beach. And he said, I want to do that. Pastor, can I do that? He was like a sophomore in high school. And I said, Raul, absolutely. Do you know that Raul has been serving God even to this day? He's 25, 26, something like that. Do you know he tithes to this church? He gives of what he makes. Anytime he's here in the weekend, he tries to help in any activity. You know, throughout his high school time and throughout the time in college, by the time he came to college, I gave him the keys to the church. And I said, Raul, would you be willing to lock up the church when everybody leaves? He said, yeah, absolutely. He has the code of the church. He could get in here anytime he wants. He has the keys to the church. And you know what? I have no fear that Raul's going to come and steal something from the church. You know why? Because with his life, he decided, I'm going to serve God. Now, he works in a, in a factory up in, uh, in San Antonio, so near, um, uh, near San Antonio, so in, in, in Kerrville, I believe. Caden. Katie. Katie, that's right. Katie, not Kerrville. Katie. And he's out there and he's working. But you know, when he was a teenager, he decided, hey, I just I'll just volunteer to, to serve God. And you know, right now at 25, he's still serving God. He's about to get married, hopefully, the next year or two. It's going to be awesome. But he made that decision here. And I'm telling you, and I want to encourage you, young people, make a decision here and now. Say, hey, I don't know if God's calling me into ministry. God, are you calling me into ministry? Well, I don't know yet, but listen, I'm going to volunteer. And that way, in case he does, I'm ready. Then I want you to notice a third and final thought. 
And it's like, and it's this, there's no place like God's will. There's no place like God's will. You know, serving in full-time ministry often gets a bad rap. You put that air in your notes. Serving in full-time ministry often gets a bad rap. Sometimes people say, man, if you, if you go into ministry, you're never going to make a lot of money, and you're never going to be very happy. And can I just say, people that say that have no idea what they're talking about. No idea. Listen, I, I, I don't make a ton of money. I, I, can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you of college students that came through our youth group that are already making more money than I'm making. But you know, I'm just as happy as ever. I think I'm, I'm so fulfilled in life. I have so much peace in my life. I don't, I don't wake up every morning going, oh man, I don't know if I should be doing this. Oh no, I, I don't know. I'm a little scared about what tomorrow holds. Listen, none of that for me. And sometimes people have this idea, man, uh, if, you, if you give God your life, you're going to be poor or he's going to send you to some country on the other side of the world and you're never going to be enjoying life. Listen, that is so untrue. Those that I have known that serve God, and I'm talking about people that full-time serve God, listen, they're some of the most happiest people you'll ever know. Uh, Pastor Olette was here just two weeks ago. He's been serving God for more than 40 years. For more than 40 years. And listen, he told me, Jeremy, I still love it. I still love it. He reads the Bible once every month, the whole Bible, cover to cover, every month since 2017. And he says, and I still love reading it. Listen, I asked him in the car, I honestly asked him, are you crazy? Every month? Don't you get bored? He said, I never get bored, Jeremy. Unbelievable. You see, that's what it is. That, that, that's the joy you get from serving God full time. Listen, don't, don't believe the bad rap if you hear somebody, hear somebody say that. Well, I don't know what you're going to do. I, I don't know. You don't have a lot of job security. Listen, being in God's will is all the job security you'll ever need, young people. So write this in your notes. Serving in full-time ministry deserves the same consideration as any other vocation. No matter what you do, I hope you'll take time. And we counted what, like four or five seniors. I hope you all take time, seniors, to say, just like I'm considering maybe going into the medical field or just like I'm considering going into teaching or just like I'm considering going into whatever you're wanting, uh, sales or whatever else that you're, you're thinking about studying, take time and ask yourself, God, are you calling me into full-time ministry? Is that something that you have and want from me? Maybe God wants you to be the next church secretary. Maybe God wants you to be the next principal of a Christian school. I don't know what it is, but I hope you'll take time and consider and say, just, just give it the same consideration. Just like you're considering what you want to study with your life, consider, is God asking and calling me to serve him full time? And then we'll end with this. Let God, there in your notes, let God be God and you will never regret following him. Just let God be the top priority of your life and you'll never regret it. Young people, you'll never regret it. I'm telling you, I wish I had words to describe my experience.
But you'll never regret giving your life to God. You'll never regret following him in full-time service. Listen, I've known quite a few people that gave their life and went to a Bible college. Some, they went to a Bible college and they weren't even studying to be a pastor. They just said, I'm going to give God one year of Bible college. And I would ask you to consider the same thing. But in that one year of Bible college, man, they loved it. They said, I got closer to God. I understood more of the word of God. And they're serving God with their life. Let me encourage you on something. Consider just giving God, God, I want to give you at least one year. One year to go and study more in depth the Bible. Just one year of letting God show me and lead me to where he wants me to go. Let God be God. And let me tell you, you'll never, you'll never regret it in your life. So as we end this series on discovering your destiny, just three thoughts. Number one, keep first things first. Number two, ask yourself, is God calling me into ministry? And number three, remember there's nothing, nothing better than being in God's will in life.